Merry Christmas. If you would be so kind as to move towards the center of each of your rows, we have lots of friends trying to come in and trying to find space. So if you could move to the center, it looks like we have some good space in the balcony still that we could make more room for more people to worship God. Will you please stand for the call to worship? And the angel said, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let us worship God.
friends in Christ, through these days of December, we have heard and seen all the sights and sounds of the season. We have done our decorating and finished our shopping, at least I hope we have. We have attended our final holiday gatherings, and now finally tonight we've seen the star, and we have heard the heavenly host, and with those shepherds of long ago come now to Bethlehem to offer the gift of our love and our lives. And as we approach the manger of the newborn king, let us pray for those we love, our neighbors near and far, for peace on earth and goodwill among all God's people. And because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name the poor and helpless, the lonely and the hungry and the oppressed, the sick and those that mourn, and all whose hearts are looking for a home. Let us pray. Tonight, O oh God, the soles of your feet have touched the earth. Tonight, the back streets and forgotten places have been lit with significance. Tonight, the households of earth welcome the King of heaven, for you have come among us and are one of us. May our songs now rise to surround your throne as our knees bend to salute your cradle. Tonight, we yearn for peace and hope and joy brought us by this child, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We pray for this night for peace, for an end to war and terrorism. We pray that you will beat our spears into plowshares. We pray for civility in our country and in our conversations. We pray for the hungry, the poor, and the anxious. And for those who grieve, mindful of those who have departed this life, and yet rejoice with us now upon another shore and in a greater light. Open our hearts that we may welcome this child, engender in us a Christmas spirit. May your love which shines tonight be reflected in us every day. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen. You may be seated. We will now have the lighting of our Christ candle. Tonight, as the ritual of candle lighting continues, we see the circle of greens that represents God's eternity and the lighted candles which symbolize hope, peace, joy, and love. Tonight, on Christmas Eve, we light the Christ candle that represents the light of God coming into the world. Listen to the scripture from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We light this candle tonight to celebrate the coming of Christ as the light of the world.
the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulder, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall continually grow, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You may be seated. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the, for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. 
Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am still a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes, we are so glad that you're here with us tonight. I want to give you a quick reminder that when we get to the candle lighting part of our ceremony, the beautiful singing of Silent Night, that if you have a lit candle, it always stays pointing up to God, just like this. The unlit one will come in sideways, keep it pointed straight up. We'd love to invite you back to our worship services on Sunday morning. They happen at 9, 10, and 11. The 9 and 11 are right here in a traditional way, and right across the courtyard in our campus center is our contemporary worship service. I'd like to call your attention to the insert that's in your bulletin. We have a new um, ser sermon series that is starting in January called Start Over. So we're going to have an opportunity to connect with one another as we ponder what our purpose in life might be and how we might begin to imagine a better future. Also, on the flip side of that insert, you will see a new teaching series that Pastor Steve is going to do on Wednesday nights. It's called God and Hollywood, and we ask you to watch the movie before you come. The movies are listed there. The first one is Field of Dreams. The offering that we are about to receive tonight goes to the ministry and the mission of Church of the Palms, both locally and across the world. For things like here, our food pantry, our preschool, Samaritan counseling, and our tutoring program. Your generosity tonight will ensure that these important and concrete ways of spreading the light of Christ will reach far into the world and deep into people's hearts. Families will be fed, cared for, taught, counseled, and most of all, hear the good news of Christ through your generous gifts. As we prepare to receive this offering, let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we thank you for the coming of this long-awaited night. We thank you for this time to celebrate your love poured out for each of us in the birth of a baby named Jesus. We rejoice in the story that most of us have heard all of our lives. Those familiar words speak into our hearts, and the memories of past celebrations are like, are like harmonic chords in our minds. We pray that we might hear the story truly, and that in hearing it, we might continue to be transformed into the likeness of your love and grace. So speak to us now, O Lord. Speak to us in the words of Scripture, sermon, and prayer. Speak to us in the Christmas decorations. Speak to us in the music and in the joy of children's anticipation and in each other's greetings. Touch us with joy so that we may serve with compassion those in need and that we might remember those who are ill and grieving. Touch us all and all people with hope so that there might be a chance for peace in this world you love. Finally, O oh God, be present with us. Be Emmanuel, God with us, in Jesus Christ, so that we might grow to be your love and grace for others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We would like to invite the ushers to now come forward to receive our Christmas offering. i 
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. 
And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
Let us pray. On this silent and holy night, we give you thanks, O Lord, that you came to us in the form of a little baby, the Word made flesh. And now we pray that you will help us to hear the Word written, that we may see through the Word written the one who comes to us in Bethlehem. This we ask in Christ's name, amen. John, the gospel writer, in his version of the Christmas story, tells us that the true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. I suppose it would be safe to say that we are the most enlightened culture and generation in history. It is hard to escape our manufactured light. We have to go a far ways away to find complete darkness in this part of the world. We are truly enlightened. We are enlightened not only because we're living in the post-Thomas Edison invention of the light bulb era, but we are living in the most photographed time in history. There are probably 700 cameras in this room tonight. Most of us can take pictures in a second's notice. We are the photo generation. Photo, of course, meaning light. Photo means to capture light. We, we take a picture and you're capturing whatever light there is and its reflection. Take a picture of your friend and your picture captures the light reflected from your friend's face, the, the light that enlightens. Now the thing about light is that it doesn't lie. Take a picture and you get what you get. You get what the light enlightens. Thank God you can take 100 pictures with your smartphone until you get the exact right one. Thank God even more for Photoshop. <laughs> Rearranging the image to the way that you like it. But life doesn't have Photoshop, does it? You get what the light gives you. The light shines in the darkness and reveals whatever it reveals. Sometimes a smile, sometimes a tear, sometimes a happy scene, sometimes a painful scene, sometimes disappointment, sometimes hope, sometimes despair. The true light enlightens everyone, even Christmas. I've been to my fair share of Christmas pageants those annual depictions of the Christmas story which we organize and direct our children to perform whether they want to or not. As a child, I usually served as a shepherd and sometimes unbefittingly a wise man, never made it to the rank of angel. Then there was the season of pageants where my role was of adoring parent, right? Sitting in the audience watching the only cast member worth watching, my daughter. And then there has been the time for me of being simply a pastor and getting to watch the whole thing unfold from its planning to its performance, cast, audience, technical staff, parents all coming together to be a part of the Christmas story. And the part I like most is watching parents watch their children. There was a time when the audience was dotted with Instamatic cameras, and then came the big boxy video recorders, and now, of course, our smartphones. 
And today, that's all about what you see when you look out at an audience of parents watching their children. You just see the back of iPhones. It takes me back to a pageant several years ago watching a mom and about halfway back in the sanctuary with her big video camera trying to catch her little angel on film and then seeing the little angel spot her mother which prompted her to cry because she wanted to be with her mom. So the little angel makes a bolt for mom. Mom drops the camera, runs to intercept her little angel, convinces her that she should be on stage. So back on the stage she goes, back to the camera, mom goes, and sure enough, the tears start again, the bolt starts again, mom drops the camera again. This happens about three times, tears, bolt, drop, tears, bolt, drop, and I remember thinking to myself, boy, I would love a copy of that video. And the reason I'd like a copy of that video is that it showed something real. As much as mom wanted her angel to be one way, to act one way, the light caught something else. It caught a little girl with a little stage fright who just wanted to be with her mother. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light that came to Bethlehem that night of long ago didn't necessarily catch folks at their best. As much as we might want to Photoshop the nativity story, there wasn't a whole lot of hallmark about it. Mary and Joseph, pregnant out of wedlock, forced from their home by government decree, make their way as refugees to Bethlehem, only to find rooms, no rooms available except the stable back and the manger of dirty straw. And on this scene, the light shines as a vulnerable little baby enters an unsterile birthing field with cows and sheep in attendance. If the shepherds had brought their cameras, that's what they would have caught life as it is. We like to airbrush it, but it is what it is. It's real, the true light that enlightens everyone, including you and me. For you and me, what's real is that 2017 was good and it was bad, right? For some more good, for some more bad. And despite what the Christmas letters we receive might say, you know, the ones that talk about how perfect every family is, Tommy's going to Harvard and Susie found a cure for cancer. <laughs> what's real is that life ain't perfect and every family is dysfunctional in its own way. And the true light that comes to Bethlehem shines on that. But the light that it shines is not just the revealing light. It is at the same time the merciful light, the gracious light. From his fullness, John says, we have received grace upon grace. And grace is here to tell us that it's okay if it's not working out the way you want it to work because what it means is you need grace just like the rest of us. Sometimes you can't be the perfect angel. Sometimes you just want to sit in your mother's lap. Do you ever think of how all the ways the good Lord could have entered the world? He chose to come as a little baby boy who more than anything else just wanted to lie in the crook of his mother's arm. Isn't that the light that shines tonight? Revealing, first of all, how much grace we really need, how much love we need, how much comfort we need. Enlightening not how much we have our acts together, 
but enlightening whatever act we've got, smiles and tears, joy and pain, whatever the camera catches. And despite how much or how little we might like the picture, the child is here to say, it's okay, it's okay. You just need a little grace. On that holy night, I came needing the same thing. You remember the story of the parents waiting outside the preschool for their children on the last day before Christmas, and the children come running out, each carrying with them the little Christmas surprise upon which they had been working for days to give to their parents. And one boy trying to run, put on his coat, and carry the gift at the same time, trips and falls, and from his arms fly the surprise which lands on the floor in an obvious ceramic crash. In a second, the boy lets go in an inconsolable wail. The father quickly bent over and said to the boy, that, that's all right, son, that's all right, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter. And just then the mother, much wiser in things, grabbed the boy in her arms and said, oh, but it does matter. It matters a great deal. And she wept with her son. Life ain't perfect Babies get born in mangers. Angels wish to sit on their mother's laps. Our best gifts fall and break. We all need a little grace, a little comfort. We all need to know that in the divine scheme of things, it really matters. And tonight, amidst our imperfect picture, we find ever so faintly and yet, ever so assuredly, the embrace of the everlasting arms. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it.
As you extinguish your candles, we invite you to stand for the benediction. And as you do so, we invite you to grab the closest hand near you as we seek out to show the great love that this child has brought us this night. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for this wondrous night. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you loved us in such a way to become as vulnerable as a little baby, born in a vulnerable place. And we thank you, O oh Lord, that you are born into our hearts and that you come not seeking our perfection, you come seeking our souls, our sin, our brokenness. And you are there to shine upon us your grace. Allow us to open our lives so that that grace may shine within and that we may take your love for us now into the world, that the world might see through our love and our grace that there is a God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. So bless us and keep us. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.